All right. Cool. Yeah. It's <laughs> First duo podcast with Dakota and Weston. I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> so I talked about my brother on one of the other episodes. This is only episode three, so it would have to have been the second one. But yeah, I wanted to bring him on because one, he will be helping with things on the more than creative side, but then also because we've had a lot of really interesting conversations recently as I have started to try to dig in and understand how I approach different things, especially when it comes to writing blog posts and writing Instagram captions. And a lot of those things have felt they come really naturally to me. And then obviously when you're going to teach somebody else, it's important for you to try to dissect that to understand exactly how you get from point A to point B. I have learned that I'm not very good at that when it comes to writing because the feedback that I've gotten from people has been, oh, when we read your blog posts, we can hear you. It feels like you're talking to us. And my response to that is, well, I just write the way that I talk. So it's funny because when I have been talking to Weston about it in the past, he was actually able to break down some of the ways the technical ways of what I was actually doing. And I think that that's super important because then that allows you to teach other people and like recreate it. So anyways, that's kind of the thought process of what he's here for. (laughs) Yeah. Deconstructing writing. Um, Yeah. And we're, I've learned that we're slowly going to be on a mission. I think to, I think that my mission is to help people grow their businesses, but it's slowly turning into a mission to make people more comfortable with writing and sharing their thoughts well, communication's key. I mean, I was thinking about it this morning where I'm just like, business is effectively communicating like any idea across the board. And on the internet, we're like communicating, written, everything is like people write more and read more captions on the internet. Everything is subtitled. So words and reading is super important and everybody is is experiencing that. And I think just like communicating ideas is a huge part of business. And I think people do that every day. We talk all yeah. the time. It's, every, <laughs> yeah. it's all, all content creation is telling stories, which is funny because I think like even this morning I was TikTok as one does on a Sunday morning and this girl was telling a story and all of the comments were literally just, I could listen to you tell this, tell stories all day. Yeah. And so it's like, The people that are rising to the top, whether that is in like content creation or in business, especially if you're going to be using content creation for your business, it's all storytelling and knowing how to communicate what you're thinking, to convey a thought, to persuade, to entertain, inspire, all the things. So have we already told why writing is scary? We just get right into that. No, no. Yeah. Well, hold on. Before we jump into it, I guess give a little bit of your background because why are you Oh, okay. Why yeah. are you a writer? So, I recently graduated from UNCW with my creative writing degree. So that is essentially around three and a half years of uh workshopping and focusing on how we tell stories and kind of the art of telling stories and focusing in on editing and basically how we as people ingest stories. And then how to effectively communicate those stories. Mm. Alongside classes and stuff, I also worked as a writing consultant slash tutor in the writing center at UNCW. So that basically looked anybody who was a student at UNCW could come in 
and bring in whatever they were working on at any state of the process. So all the way from brainstorming to, I just needed to read this and tell me that it's good. And, you know, it would be everything from websites to presentations, to theses, to research papers, literally anything that a student was working on that had written word they could take in and we could look at it and kind of help them through that process. The whole motto of the writing center was better writers, not better papers, because it's kind of the same way of saying if you teach a fish or teach a man to fish, he eats for life. Mm, If you give a man fish, if you give a man a fish, he eats for a day. (laughs) If you teach a man to fish, he eats for life. So we always like, we're trying to teach people kind of the art of writing. And I learned a lot about how to communicate the ideas behind writing effectively. And I also saw, I became very familiar with the common struggles people have with writing Mm. uh, because our public education system does not do a very good job of (laughs) teaching people how to write. Um, It's kind of, if you get it, you get it. Mm -hmm. And if you don't get it, then you're helpless and we have to move on. Or it's Uh, like incredibly structured, which I think in the beginning, it's nice to have a structure or a template just because that kind of gives you like a framework to work off of. But it is really interesting because I've even seen how like templates and things that are coming out for people to write something as simple as a caption, which I, again, like a formula is a helpful training Mm -hmm. wheel in the beginning to try to break a concept down, but it feels like so similar to being in fourth grade and being like, you're, you need your intro three supporting paragraphs and then, wrap it all up yeah and if you don't have if your story doesn't fit into this exact structure then you're not going to get the it's grade not that good you right yeah, yeah it's not yeah. good which you know i definitely think i think understanding structure and under understanding like the basic parts of you know certain forms whether that be like a blog or an instagram caption is important but it is, this is my, the creative writer in me. There's no rules in writing. So you can, as long as you're getting the point that you need to get across, across, you can do it in whatever mm-hmm. way you can do it. At, like, it's better to do it in interesting ways. And I think a lot of people don't allow themselves to experiment with writing because mm-hmm. writing is a very lonely process. It can be very lonely. Yeah. Where you're just by yourself. You're putting your thoughts down on paper, which is inherently a pretty vulnerable thing, you know, Mm -hmm. putting everything that you have in your mind out. And then it's all of your, and it all connects with you. So you have a really hard time gauging if you're connecting with anybody else. I mean, I like the things that I would write, like poems and stories and stuff. If I did not have the classes that I was in and the writer friends that I knew to be able to be like, to be able to send things to and be like, Hey, where am I connecting and where am I not connecting? Mm -hmm. And like, in what way am I connecting with you? And then I can take, they can give me that information of how they experienced it. And then I can do more work on the story with what they gave me. Mm -hmm. And that's really hard to do that. I think that's impossible to do by yourself. (laughs) You can't create something and then simultaneously critique it. So, but I do think it's an interesting, like you said that, what the rules are meant to be broken. People are 
I, I don't know. It's so rigid with their writing. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's interesting when you put that in the context of content creation, the way that businesses and brands are using it today, where I actually feel like more than ever, and maybe you, maybe I would be curious to know your thoughts on this, more than ever, people are having the freedom and the ability to go outside of the lines where it's like, for instance, I'm a big blogger. I love, I've been writing blogs for years. I think my first blog post that I ever wrote, I was probably a senior in college. And I just remember writing it and there, I wasn't trying to follow any, I didn't know anything about blogging. I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to, it's a journal entry. Basically, I'm just going to write a journal entry. And, um, it's so interesting now because there are obviously there's structures and when, especially when like SEO comes in, those are like the rules of the Mm -hmm. internet of like, Mm -hmm. okay, well you do need to actually have things formatted in this way, but it's actually, even SEO isn't trying to tell you how to write. It's just telling you how to format to tell the computer. Yeah. It's not a catalog thing. So, but I think that it's interesting because now when I tell people about blogging, they're like, I don't know. I'm so scared of it. I don't know how to get into it. Mm -hmm. And it feels like the look on their face is very similar as if I went to them and was like, I need you to write a dissertation or Mm -hmm. a research paper about this topic. Yeah. And they're like, well, how do I structure all of the things? And it's like, you, you can kind of just figure out, like, obviously there's a framework that's going to help you so that that way, you know, you're not having to reinvent the wheel, but at the same time, like your audience is going to, you're going to, your audience is going to evolve to what the way that you write. Mm-hmm. And then you can also evolve your writing to the way that your audience wants to learn. So yeah. it's like, it's, it's almost this like really cool. If you just put it out into the world, like this is, this is the way that I think, and this is the way that I want to present my information mm-hmm. and then find out if it's connecting. Yeah. And then if there's places in that where it's not connecting, then, you know, you tweak those things so that you can better get your point across. And then the places that are connecting, then it's like, who who cares if it's not following some rule that somebody put up somewhere yeah. that this is how you're supposed to write an Instagram caption or do yeah. a blog post? Yeah. I was recently talking with a few of my friends and they primarily write scripts, but I came in and I was like, How do you guys when how do you guys start with an idea? Like where do you start? Mm. For me, typically most of the ways that I drop into a story is a line of dialogue. Somebody's okay. saying something. And then I drop in and then I'm there. That's like, that's my hook. And since they were writing scripts and they're all film majors, so they're just naturally more visual. They were like, I always start with a scene. Like they're, they're like always starting with like, they see something and then they talk about, they see something that they feel is striking and they start with that. Mm. And I thought that was an interesting, like, Thing And then one of them actually, I thought about you and I started another story with a line of dialogue. And it's just learning about those different things. You can start with a scene, you can start with a line of dialogue. And the, the whole, that whole concept of dropping into the middle of the action is called in media res. And it's, that's primarily used for short form content. So mm-hmm. flash fiction, flash fiction, which is a short story. That's one or two pages, Uh uh, which would be most applicable to blogging. Yeah, or Uh, an Instagram caption. Because I've seen where before where people have given advice, especially photographers. This one's going to be aimed completely and directly right at you. (laughs) 
But it's like everyone starts off with, which actually this is so interesting because I hadn't really thought about it, where I feel like photographers are, because they are also visual, when you're writing an Instagram caption, for example, it feels easier to you to write with a scene. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is that there's already a picture there. Yeah. So you are describing a scene that you're already seeing. Mm -hmm. And so, wow, I'm having an epiphany right now. (laughs) That's why those Instagram captions are not interesting because if you're, oh, you know, so-and-so's day was so beautiful, was the perfect weather with the perfect flowers and everything was so colorful. And it's like, yep, I can see that from Mm -hmm. the photo. Like that's, Mm -hmm. it's not giving any additional interest. But if you're able to just drop right into a story and explain all of the things that that image isn't giving you of what happened before or what mm-hmm. happened after or yeah. or even what was happening during as far as like behind what was the being camera said. Yeah. yeah what was being said things happening around the camera which i'm a huge fan of the like dropping into the story one because i think yeah. that it's it's a great hook and you oh, just absolutely. can't help like i've been targeted also on facebook recently by these i don't know what the apps are for but they just start off with a story and like all of a sudden i'm like i've spent 7 minutes reading the story that mm-hmm. i don't even know what the app is for but I have learned it's definitely a learned practice to be able to get good at that because oh, yeah. everyone, Absolutely. and I don't know if it's like, I don't know where it's coming from, but like if we've been trained this way or I'm sure it's the answer is that it's coming from insecurity, but it's like we have even, you know, even pulling away from the writing and the way that we talk. If you get on Instagram stories, everyone spends the first 15 seconds qualifying why they are speaking mm-hmm. when it's like we don't really care like yeah hey guys just popping on to say hello i i just finished up this thing and you know but i hope you're having a good saturday yeah. and and then you finally get to like it's yeah. like oh my gosh just tell us what you want to say like yeah i mean if if you're gonna go on and just kind of give us an update about your day that's great like Sometimes I will listen to those to those updates, but then other times I'm like, oh my god, just just say it. Yeah, no. <laughs> and then I feel the same way about Instagram captions and blog posts, which is ironic because as consumers of content, we know that we hate that stuff, mm-hmm. and especially TikTok, that's created an even worse environment where it's like if you haven't hooked me within the first two seconds mm-hmm. by either your Instagram caption, the text on the screen, or what you have said. I'm swiping up. I'm I'm gone. Goodbye. Yeah, like, yeah. which is funny because you have these people where I've seen where like a, a video has gone viral and it's like someone has found this little piece of gold. They position it just correctly, and then you go. Everybody always wants a part two follow up. Give us an update, mm-hmm. and then you go to their updates, and then they spend the whole minute of the video being like, "I didn't really think that I was going to get viral." And like, yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> and you're like. Oh my God. You literally ruined your chances. Your 15 minutes of fame (laughs) is now 15 minutes of you explaining to me why you didn't want to be famous. (laughs) (laughs) Or why you're hoping that it maybe will. Yeah. 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 But anyway, so I guess, I don't know if, do you feel like we answered the question? The original question you want to answer was why is writing so scary? I think there's multiple reasons. I think that, I think that, Writing is scary to a lot of people for a lot of reasons. I think the biggest one that I see is just purely lack of confidence. Yeah, uh, they've been beaten down um, by the system. <laughs> beaten down, and also no one has ever... No one talks about writing, and you basically turn in a paper, and there, there, there will be golden teachers out there that do mm-hmm. help, 
But it's basically you turn in a paper and then you get a grade on it and then it's either good or bad. And you don't know where you hit or where you missed or what's really good. Because even in a D-grade paper, there could be a paragraph that's, oh my God, Uh this is incredible. And that's the whole thing about the process of finding your voice Mm. is even when I was reading, when I would read through papers that I'm like, this person is, you can very clearly see when a person is writing for academia, Mm. when they are not academic, they don't think in an academic way. They are trying to crush their voice into some container that just is not for them. And it's really counterintuitive because it's trying to fit makes you not fit. It's like a fish climbing a tree. Yeah, exactly. Like you just need to do what you're good at and it's going to shine because it's good. Right. Because you're doing what you need to be doing. So there would be a lot of times where I would read a paper and they would be like sitting beside me and I would be a lot of this stuff. I would start off and I would circle a section or I would highlight areas and I was like, this, where you're, where you are at when you write these things and where you are saying these from, this is what you need to write the entire paper from. Mm. Cause you are, you're shining through and then you're moving away from it. Uh-huh. And it's like, Whoa, you had me interested. And then you didn't think you didn't think that it was interesting. I thought it was interesting and you didn't give it the time of day. Right. And I was like, I want more. Right. Or you got nervous and yeah. yeah. And it's all about finding where you feel comfortable and finding where you like. So a lot of the strategies when I, I think the ways to make writing less scary is I have a few strategies. I love this. So my favorite one and this one I live and die by is separating the writing and editing process. Ooh, yes. Uh, We've talked a lot about this. So writing is really interesting because it's a form of creativity. I I read this book called Light in the Dark or Light the Dark, which is a bunch of authors talking about writing mm. and I'm going to paraphrase this one because I probably can't remember it verbatim, but he's basically talking about carpenter. If a carpenter takes a block of wood and finds the fiddle within it, the writer is simultaneously tasked with creating the wood and then mm. finding whatever is in it. Mm. So that's really hard to do all in one. And I think a lot of people overwhelm themselves. And I think primarily writing on a computer is also a cause for this of conflating the writing and editing task in one, mm-hmm. not allowing yourself to just write through. Mm-hmm. So the way to get around that is what I call, what everybody calls free writing. Essentially, it's like a an allotted amount of time. I usually do 15 minutes mm-hmm. of free writing and I prefer to do it. I prefer to do it if I can with pen and paper mm-hmm. uh, just because I'm tactile and I like being able to circle things that are good and mark out things that are bad at the end of the free writing session. Mm-hmm. So for that whole 15 minutes, you just write whatever is in your mind and you are just, it is a total flow state. It is thought, pin, you move on. You mm-hmm. don't worry about what you wrote. You just keep moving for the whole 15 minutes. And at the end of that 15 minutes, you have exited the writing phase and you're now into editing phase one. Mm-hmm. So then you go back and read everything that you wrote. And you circle the things that you're like, oh, this is really good. And that's kind of allowing the creativity to just happen Mm -hmm. and the things to just be made. And then you can take everything that you collected from your free write and then go back to writing phase two 
which you now have more focus. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about creating the wood now. You're now shaping and right. you're now sculpting. Right. Because I think sh- creating and, sorry, creating and sculpting in at the same time is, some people can do it mm-hmm. and they can write papers really, really fast and they can write content really, really fast and they can write good content really fast. And that's great. Which I think uh, I kind of fit into that category. I definitely, I can edit and for the most part, I can write and edit at the same time. Mm-hmm. But and it's I've a muscle. It's though, a thing that it, you, it happens. Right. I mean, my writing and editing phases aren't as clear cut. I mean, there's a uh-huh. bit, there's blurred lines there. I still do free writing when I'm stuck and I need to get past, I use it to get past writer's block. Yeah. But... Uh, if I'm typing on the computer, I'm writing and editing at the same time. Yeah. And I really try not to do that, but I do. But I'm also editing in my head. Uh-huh. So before it ever gets out, I'm shaping. And that really is, I can confidently say that I only do that because I went to school for writing. Right. And I took several editing classes where I was super nervous about, you know, where my comma was. Right. <laughs> so I'm well, like thinking about that. I think, so I feel like because when we originally had this conversation and we were talking about it and I was like this makes so much sense but then I did realize that I tend to write I tend to edit while I write especially when it comes to a blog post but I think that it's because by the time I sit down to the computer and I'm actually writing it it. I've already done all of that I just didn't do it on paper paper yeah and so so this is also just Because we also don't believe that there's one way to do anything. Oh, absolutely not. Okay, so there's pen and paper. I'm a big journaler. I do like to journal. And I find that it really helps me. Writing with a pen and paper really helps me because it helps me slow down my thinking. And so, because my brain is moving faster than my hand can write. So that's kind of where I like to do pen and paper. What I've been doing recently, because now I'm creating content and I'm writing more about things that I haven't spent so much time thinking and talking and writing about that I am kind of in the free writing stage. I've honestly been doing the voice to text in Mm -hmm. my notes, which has been nice because I'm able to, because everything is moving a mile a minute, that I'm able to just hit record and just talk. Mm -hmm. And then I'm, and then that is me, I guess me creating my wood because then I look at it and it's like, you you know, here's this thing. Yeah. The sentence structure doesn't really make sense. The thought, the, the, it's kind of out of order. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's like, I have now these notes. It's idea creation. It's not, it's for you. It's, Nobody's going to be reading your free write. So it's like, you don't need to worry about if words are spelled correctly or if you're grammatically correct, because that's not, that is not where where you need to be dedicating any thought. Mm. I think a lot of people let that overwhelm them uh, because grammar is basically word math. Yeah. So there are rules out there, but it's, you can do that at the end. Yeah. You can put, the words just need to be on the paper and the ideas need to be on the paper. And after that, you can just go through and put the commas and the periods where they need to be. Right. Or add your personality where it's like, there's sometimes where, you know, okay, I get it all on. And then it's like, okay, well in this sentence, I'm going to break the grammatical rules and, you know, use y'all or like do slang or put more of my personality and my voice in it. But if you're also trying to like... 
So there's almost, there's the getting caught up on, oh, I need it to be perfect. And then there's also getting caught up on, well, I do, I want it to sound like me. And now all of a sudden I'm like trying it's to confusing. write in this voice that's yeah. not mine. Yeah. Where, yeah, with the free write, I could see where it would be helpful because then you can either, you can either... Well, I guess it's going to be practice for either way, like of talking straight up, like this is how I, this is how I say things. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, now we need to look at how you say things. And then you want your brand. If we're going to talk about it in the, in the concept of a brand, we need it to be a little bit more professional because it is going to be on a blog post versus an Instagram story where sometimes it's like, okay, now this paper sounds like, or this, this blog post sounds like you had it written by a very professional AI tool and we need to make it sound like you. And Mm -hmm. that's where I'm really excited. We'll, we'll have to do it in a different podcast episode, but just really trying to understand voice and, and how to start to infuse some of that into the writing and the way that you show up. But I think that you can't even get to the place of really understanding how to infuse more of your voice and your personality until you get literally over the fear of Of just getting your your words out on paper which you know i said the whole thing about like no one would read your free write typically if i you know was working with someone who was really struggling to understand their voice i would have them do a free write and then i would i would go through the free write with them Mm -hmm. and then i would be like this right here this is good. Yeah. This is good. And it's... Which that's the point of a coach, I, though. That's still not... That's yeah. still happening in private, where it's like... Oh, sometimes yeah. if you're really struggling with this stuff, which is also, by the way, how we want to help... How we're seeing how we're going to be able to help people in the future, is sometimes you just need someone... To tell you where you. you're It's like, hey, it's yeah. just like being in the gym with a personal trainer. Like, your form sucks. We need yes. to talk about how you actually lift this thing so that that way you don't strain yourself and you're not... Yeah. You're doing it in a way that's going to be effective. Mm-hmm. But... You can invite whoever you want to competition day because we're in the gym alone right now. Yes. So that's yeah. rounding out that analogy. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think the th- I think the free write is helpful in like several ways. Do you have okay? So you had some other what was it? What were we naming as tips for getting past oh, or making the, writing not so scary? Yeah, making writing not so scary. I think I think unless you're naturally a really good, I think one thing that helps so much is reading Mm. Uh, good writers are good readers Mm -hmm. and that doesn't need to be like if you're not a book lover i won't shame you here but (laughs) our mom might (laughs) yeah but that doesn't mean if you are kind of unsure about how to read blog posts then you need to find some bloggers Mm. and you need to be reading blog posts and if you're unsure about how to write instagram captions then you need to be reading a lot of instagram captions because a lot of that is just like reverse osmosis. Like you're just yeah. absorbing those things and you don't even realize it. It's all subconsciously. But you are understanding the form the more you read things in that form. Well, and I think that's important too because one of my pillars of content creation is don't create something that you wouldn't even be yeah. interested in. No yeah. one, if you don't even want to read what you wrote, why would anybody else want to read what you wrote? Oh, absolutely. And so there's a lot of times where I'll see things where, you know, people are like, no one's engaging with my stuff. And then I go back in and I'm like, there's nothing to engage with. You didn't even write anything. Mm-hmm. Like, or like, if you saw this, are you liking it because you're friends with that person or because you actually thought it was interesting? So yeah. I think it's like one reading so that that way you can get a just yeah like exposure to different types i think that it would be important to then if you are going to go with the strategy of like 
I want to be, I want to get started in blogging, so I want to read blog posts. I don't think that that means that you should go and read all only blog posts from people within your industry. It should be across the board. Yeah, cross pollination is the most yes. beautiful and most fun. Honestly, the reason I love the marketing agency world is when I get to say, oh, you know, the software industry is doing this thing over here, but the creative industry hasn't even thought about this. And then you're in the film world and this is how they mm -hmm. do that, but this is the creative writers. And so what can we learn from all of these different places? Yeah. And then also just taking stock of the content that you actually find interesting where it's like, I find a lot of people, they're like, well, I, I don't want to make dancing pointing videos on reels and mm -hmm. i'm like do you even like watching them yeah. because if you don't like watching them then they're not going to be fun for you to make mm -hmm. i personally like videos where people are telling stories or you know it's it's farm talk like where this is another day of saving the bees and i'm like mm -hmm. oh i learned that i like videos where people are are filming something and then they're talking narrating over it that mm -hmm. is the type of content that i like turns out that content's really easy for me to make because I really like it. Yeah, it's like it comes naturally to you. Right. And and like that's the whole part of, you know, making writing less scary is like it's all about finding what comes natural. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, you know, with the total lack of confidence, they're like, well, none of writing comes naturally to me. Mm -hmm. And that like the very first thing I said where it's like, well, that's just simply not true because yeah. you communicate Every day. Right. And the only reason you're a business owner is because at one point or another, you successfully communicated an idea effectively to somebody else to buy into what you were selling. Right. Even if that you only know, person was you and your mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At some point, you had an idea and then communicated that to somebody else. Right. So you can do that. Right. So we need to understand how you did that and how you feel comfortable doing that. And then basically break it down so then you can... Do it yeah. over and over. Yeah. It's like, well, and I think don't so do much, this, do this. Right. Like, and so much of that too is just a, is simply, we're going to, we're going to go here. It's simply just a mindset thing where it's it like, even I was thinking about earlier when you were saying people's perception of writing is like, oh, like I write this paper, I turn it in, I get a grade. That's the only purpose that it was for. And I, so our dad is a really good writer and, and I don't even, it's funny because I do think that he's a good writer, but I don't even know if he's really that good of a writer. It's just that his attitude towards writing is very serious. Is, and he's a very, he is a good editor. He's uh, a good, well, I guess I'm saying like all growing up, he instilled in us constantly. Like yeah. Writing is a tool. Writing yeah. is the most important thing that you yes. can learn how to do. And for him, like, it's not like he was an author. He's not out there writing books and stuff, but mm -hmm. he's writing letters. He knows how to communicate via email. He knows... He's running a maintenance group. Right. I mean, he's having to communicate with a mass number of people to, you know, achieve a goal right. of putting out planes. Right. And so. so I just feel like the way that writing was positioned to us, I've never felt like writing was this thing mm -hmm. that was like super scary because it was always positioned to me as incredibly valuable yeah. and really, really important. And then, I mean, once you find out where you fit in naturally and you know that it's not this forbidden thing that's so scary and annoying, then you can have fun with it. Mm -hmm. And that's where the fun comes in, where yeah. it's like writing is, which is also when it's even the definition of calling somebody a good writer. I think that there are good writers, but I think if someone were to label themselves as like, I'm not a very good writer to me, I'm like, 
you're, oh, you just don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you're just yeah. not... I don't know. Someone along the way told you that you weren't a good writer or yeah. you felt like because you couldn't write this one specific type of content yes. that you then were categorized as not a good writer yeah. where it's like, just like you said, you're writing like, essays about things that you don't care about. Yeah. Like, so of course you're write... not going to be good. Right. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. right. So I guess when you think about it, yeah, if you can almost change the concept, the mindset around it, where it's writing is just communicating and because it's, it's going to be apparent in everything, whether it's, you, oh, ha- yeah. you have to, the written word, like Instagram captions, blog post, even YouTube videos still have subtitles or mm-hmm. sub- not subtitles. Yeah. Subtitles, yeah. captions and descriptions of what the video is. Yeah. You can what like welcome guides or client experience mm-hmm. booklets or all of those things. And I mean, all, by the way, also, if you do feel like you're a better speaker than you are a writer, I think that those two things go hand in hand. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, I think some of it is simply before you can even get into the tools and stuff of like, oh, I'm going to free write. The other thing is you're going to really have to focus on your mindset because if you sit down to do your first free writing session and you're thinking this, I'm going to dread this. I'm never going to be able to get anything on the paper. You're not going to have any success in it. So you almost yeah. need to sit down at the table and be like, I can't wait to feel the way this pen feels on this piece of paper. Yeah. <laughs> well, one thing that this blew my mind, I was like, it's so simple. And when my teacher said it, I was like, oh yeah, that <laughs> makes so much sense. But it was in a screenwriting class and he was like, we're going to be throwing away a lot of scripts mm. in this class. And he was like, we're probably going to throw away more scripts in this class than you're going to feel comfortable with. Mm. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> and he was like, but, uh, no writing, nothing that you write is wasted writing because it is all in service to get you to something worth keeping. Mm. And I was like, Oh my God. That's incredible. And it's just that kind of mindset really motivates you to sit down and just write. Yeah. And it's like, and if you spend 15 minutes and you free write and you're like, I got nothing. And you crumple it up and throw it in the trash, then that is good. Yeah. And because... It gets you thinking about it. And it's like you're going to be thinking about it through the rest of the day. Right. And you're going to, it's going to pop up in your head. And then sooner or later, you'll probably, like a good thought will come across. And you can grab it out of the air. And mm-hmm. you can write it down. Or you don't. And you move on to the next day. And you sit down for another 15 minutes. And you write seven bad days of free writing in a row. Mm-hmm. And then the eighth day, you write something that is really good. Mm-hmm. And now you have that really good thing that you can propagate and it goes everywhere. Which honestly is, that is business. That's an entrepreneurial journey is like, you're going to come up with a lot of ideas that suck and you're going to try to implement them and they're going to fail. And then, but you still learn something. Yeah. Which in two, also bringing it back to the writing, I am a huge fan of my notes app is just out of control and I have so many folders, but it's hard for me to be creative on demand. But I also think that that is a learned skill. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people who own creative businesses have 
learned how to be creative on demand so that that way, I mean, if you're selling something that you've created, then you're, you're having to create for an order. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys can hear Duna's dreaming. (laughs) It's very loud. Yeah. (laughs) He's running through the fields. But anyway, so when I will sit down and be like, okay, this is my hour to write blog posts, or Mm -hmm. this is my hour to do this thing. Sometimes it's hard for me to get into that headspace. So then if you are doing like a writing exercise where it's like, I'm not trying to be productive. I'm just trying to practice my, I'm just trying to practice my writing and get some ideas out on the board. And let's say it sucks and you're not really able to pull things together. But like you said, it's going to start to train your brain so that those ideas are going to come at you randomly throughout the day, or they might for me, they do. And so then now I've just gotten a lot better at like, okay, I'm going to almost have a little mini free writing session Mm -hmm. when the inspiration hits. I'm just going to jot down all the thoughts that I'm thinking. And then when I am ready to sit down later to do my, yeah, to do my editing, then it's like, okay, now I have all of these things that I can pull out that I've just collected. And the more you do that, the more you recognize when a thought is worth grabbing. Not everybody has to do this, but I keep a field notebook and a pen on me all the time. Mm -hmm. It is my wallet. So, yeah, I mean, I just will have, I mean, I was driving on the Blue Ridge a few days ago and I kept pulling over because I was writing a poem in my head Uh and I was like, oh, that's good. So I'd pull over on an Outlook and I would write it down real fast and I would get right back on the road. I wouldn't even get out of the car. And I did that several times and it's just like, you learn when you're like, oh, this is, this thought, this thought is worth putting down and like examining and working with. And maybe it's something, maybe it's not. The only thing that I lost is a sheet of paper uh-huh. and some ink. Uh-huh. Uh, and that there's the, I can't remember who said it, but it's the whole thing of like, that's the difference between a professional and an amateur mm-hmm. is uh, the professional does it realizes that it's bad and throws it away. Mm. The amateur never does it. Mm. <laughs> so it's just, if you want to be professional, you have to do it Yeah, and you just have to do it. And if it's not good, then that means every time you see something that's, that you know is not good, that is you refining your taste. Uh-huh. It's like, you know, it's like whenever you play music and you're like, oh, that just, I'm not playing very well. Yeah. That means that you have a good ear. Uh-huh. And that is a good thing because it means that you know what sounds good so you know how to get good. Right. Because if you're like, if you're playing awful and you think that you're like, no, I didn't hear anything wrong with that. Uh-huh. Then you're not a musician. Yeah. Like yeah. you are, you can go play in your bedroom. Right. You have to be able to be like, this is not good. I'm not well, putting this out. This isn't good. And then you also, I mean, you put that into the context of a brand and it's like, yeah, being able to write something. I've written a lot of stuff where I, I'm really passionate about this mm-hmm. thing that most of the time it comes from having some type of negative client experience where I'm like, oh, I'm so frustrated by this thing or I wish that people knew this thing and I will write it. And then, yeah, I look back at it and I'm like, this isn't my brand at all. I'm not going to post this because this doesn't fit in with the way that my brand would talk or the content that people are expecting from me. And so, yeah, I think that that process is important too. And also the pressure of like, When you get to the point where if you are getting into a practice where you're just practicing writing all the time without like having the pressure of, 
okay, I need to sit down. I only have an hour to create, yeah, three blog posts and like they all need to be good. Mm -hmm. Like that is not going to, I mean, it's not going to be good. I have folders and folders of things that I've written that I'm like, meh, this isn't that great. I'll save it for another day or I need to refine it more or whatever. I think it's beneficial to allow yourself space to be able to go, this isn't good. Yeah. And then not do anything with it. Yeah. If, If you push yourself right up to a due date, and you write something that isn't very good and you know it's not good, you didn't give yourself any space to shrug it off. Yeah. Because now you have to put it out there. I I have put I have turned in I have turned in several stories for workshops for my entire class to read and critique that I did not like. Yeah. That were not good. Painful. And I <laughs> I I knew they were not good. And it was purely because like I was so I just couldn't get it. I like couldn't hit the spark and uh-huh. I couldn't get, write a story that I thought was interesting and I couldn't say anything that I thought was worth saying. And then, you know, just the nature of academia and school, you just have to do it. Mm-hmm. So I did it. And then, yeah, I mean, every workshop, they would pull it out and begin discussing it. And I would be like, just a quick disclaimer, I don't agree with any of this. I don't like anything that I did here. And it was purely because... I couldn't come up with anything else. So this is kind of a free write that I was like, this is the best I got. And then, and then made it into something and just, you know, threw clay at it and called it a sculpture. And then, which I think there's a lesson there too, though, because it's not every single thing that you create. Some you're going to create things and you're going to throw them away and that's okay. And then you're going to create some things and you're going to be like, it wasn't my best, but it, it does check all of the boxes. Yeah. And so maybe that's something yeah. that you still publish because you need to have something go live and something that is said is better than something Absolutely. not saying anything at yeah. all. And then, you know, like, yeah, not every single blog post I publish is the greatest thing that's ever graced the internet yeah. that I'm like completely stand by 100% behind. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that, yeah, like it's just trying to, it's it's trying to find the balance between not trying to be perfect, but also like constantly aiming to grow mm-hmm. to be your better version. I think it, I think it's a, it comes from an understanding of what it needs to be. Yeah, that's true. Like it doesn't need to be, you know, a New York times bestseller. Right. <laughs> well, and also a lot of that too comes from, yeah. Like when you're thinking about what it needs to be, it's what format is it being shared on? Yeah. I mean, an Instagram caption doesn't need to be like yeah you, don't you know stress over that for a week a but. yeah it literally yeah yeah because people are gonna maybe live with it for thirty seconds right forty five seconds right uh and you know the whole goal is to get them away from it yeah you know is to ship them somewhere else right. so it's a conduit and you just need to it holds water right <laughs> so right. like. Well, yeah, and if it's something that's, like, really important to you, then you can spend a little bit more time writing it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, yeah, all things with context. So, okay, well, our challenge to you is going to be, I'm trying to wrap up all, we've gone through so many different things. So challenges to you are to start incorporating a free write into your week, even if you just do it once a week. Obviously, if you're going to really try to tackle and go after the content creation, then... 
the more practice is going to yeah. be the stronger that you yeah. are. But yeah, I would challenge all of you guys to do a free write session and in whatever see... form you want. Paper, yeah. pencil, dictation, computer. I mean, it's like just a way to get the words out of your head so right. you can see them. And then just don't edit while you do it. Just, yeah. just write it so that that way you can look at it later. And then also make sure that you do a little bit of mindset prep before you do that. And we're going to take the word can't and not good writer out of our vocabularies. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you can do it. You just got to figure out wh- what way makes it feel the most natural and what way is going to be fun for you. Yeah. So at least to start off doing the fun stuff and then you can slowly transition that into the stuff that's like a... Yeah. Under- <laughs> understand it through the fun stuff and then take everything that you learned and go into something that you don't really like yeah the best or that you're like trying to learn yeah so you're okay with failure okay cool well weston you'll be back oh yeah definitely let us know what you think of this conversation and yeah well we love to talk about writing and communicating because that is the basis of all things marketing so if you have any questions or things that you want us to go deeper in on, we can always go deeper. Oh, I love. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go there. We probably had this conversation in 10 different ways, four different times. Yeah. So, yeah. So we're ready for it. We will see you guys on the next episode. Sweet. Right. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>